Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are finishing our study in the book of Philippians as we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4, specifically verse 19, and I'm excited to get into that. This has been a really fun study. I've really enjoyed looking at the book of Philippians. In fact, I've had a lot of positive feedback on this. A lot of you guys have said that you really like the book studies, and that's good because I really do enjoy the book studies as well and going through all of this and really looking at it. And so we're probably going to be doing another book study here soon. But before uh, we start that, I do just want to make an announcement so that you can kind of know where we're heading and kind of be prepared for that. Uh, this next week that we're going to be looking um, at stuff, we're actually going to be going over uh, some of the, the theology and the doctrine uh, that comes into medical freedom. And specifically, uh, going and looking at that idea, of course, with uh, mandated vaccines and, uh, or at least mandated jabs and things like that. Uh, we're going to be looking at that concept and really looking at the theology behind that. We're going to do that for about a week. Uh, and then I just want to remind you, I'm going to be taking um, a, a week off. There might be just a little bit more um, than that, about 10 days or so, the first uh, 3rd of October. We're going to be uh, leaving on vacation, and um, I'm, I'm just not going to be recording while I'm on vacation. So uh, being being gone, we're, we're not going to look at that, but we'll start up with a book study um, right after that. When I get back, um, I haven't decided yet if we're going to be looking at the book of Second Timothy or First Timothy, maybe. Uh, or if we're going to be looking at uh, the book of Jude. One of those those three, though, is probably what we're going to be um, looking at and going over, and we're going to be spending some time in that. Uh, and we're also going to be going over uh, repentance, uh, the concept of repentance as well. There's going to be a repentance study that we look at that, which will coincide with um, hopefully, assuming everything goes well here, uh, the release of a an ebook. It'll be a short book, um, not you know nothing like crazy long or anything like that. Somewhere around ten thousand words is the goal, uh, between seven and ten thousand words, probably more than ten thousand words range. So it's going to be small, um, but it's going to be on repentance. So I just want to let everybody know that that is still in the works, still working on that. Uh, gonna have uh, going to have that out here, not quite in the time frame that I wanted, but it, it is going to be coming out here soon, and uh, we are going to be uh, going over a few different things. But let's get into Philippians chapter 4. It says this, Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. It says, Therefore, my beloved and long-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. Beloved, I implore Iodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, to help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and uh, the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. In the uh, in the peace of God, which supplies, excuse me, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. 
The things which you have learned and have received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now, at last, your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I seek or speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and hungry, and to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit uh, that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound and am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things uh, sent from you. Oh, uh, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing unto God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, today we're going to be focusing in here on verse 19, and it says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, this is one of uh, just one of my favorite verses because it is just an incredible promise here. And this promise is not just uh, any promise. God wasn't speaking flippantly, but he was speaking in accordance, of course, with his character as he always does. And this promise that is found in this verse is a reflection of of his character. He is the Lord, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord who provides. That That is who God is. It's it's part of who he is. And I, I, as I was, was thinking on this verse, there was a thought that came to my mind, which uh, was was brought up by a parable that Jesus goes and he gives. And, if, and of course, he goes and he says, look, if, if um, you, you know, if if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does our Father in heaven? And, you know, I, I was thinking on this when it comes to provisions and supplying for uh, need specifically, according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And in being a father and a husband, I started thinking about going and providing for the needs of, of my wife and for the needs of my children. And, you know, it, it's one of those things If you look out and you go, uh, yep, you're going to do whatever is necessary to make sure that there is a, a roof over their head, to make sure uh, that there is food that can be put on the table. And that's that's one of the things. If that were to, to go into work uh, long hours, to go into uh, deprive yourself of uh, the things that you might want in order to make sure that they have what they need, that that's what a parent does. That's what a father does. That's what a husband does. They go and they, they, they are to sacrifice and to go and to give up things in order that their children might have that so that the those who are in their care might be provided for. But you know, it's not just that, because as a father and as a husband, it's it's not just that, hey, you've got the the basic 
necessities and and that's all that you get. Well, it's that there is an incredible joy in seeing your your, your children's face light up when you get them a new toy. You know, uh, Thomas, we, we got him. He, he really likes the movie Cars, really likes the movie Cars. Some of you probably like the movie Cars as well. It's not too bad of a movie. You know, you got Lightning McQueen and all that. But 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 I remember he he was really, really, really wanted a Mac. Mac is the semi that goes and carries uh, Lightning McQueen. And he, he really wanted a toy of, of a Mac. And I uh, went and uh, got him a, a Mac. And oh my goodness, oh my goodness, his face just lights up. And for the next two weeks, he was going around, maybe it was longer than that, but he was going around and, and just randomly he'd come up to me and say, Daddy, Daddy, thank you for my Mac. Thank you for my Mac. And, and he just absolutely loved it. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that that absolutely blesses a father and, and brings more joy to a father than, than anything to just see their child's face light up like that. Now, I'm not so arrogant to say that I'm a better father than God. Not at all. In fact, I would willingly tell you that God is easily a much better father than I am. And because he's a much better father, I know that he wants to give gifts to his children. In fact, it's not just that, but it tells us in the book of James that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from our Father above with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. God doesn't change. And he's a giver of good gifts. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, our provider. And we have this great promise here in Ephesians, excuse me, Ephesians. How about Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, where it goes and it says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And, and, and so I want you to understand something about your God. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you have got the same God as me. He wants to provide for your needs, and he wants to give you blessings. Now, there might be conditions that you need to meet in order to get some of these blessings. We understand that concept, especially if you listen to uh, the Christ Our Healer series. You really should have at least picked up on that. But we see that God is a provider. We see that God is a is one who wants to give gifts. But I want you to understand, too, what this promise, what this verse is saying and what it's promising. It's not just that he will supply our need, but then he goes and it says, according to his riches. You know, I can't get my children everything that I want to buy them. I can't buy my wife everything that I would want to buy her. Why? Because I have limited riches. I have limited riches. It's the, it's the reality of life. You, you have to go and have a, a currency. I, I can't just go out and, you, you know, buy, uh, buy my children a life-sized uh, Mac and a life-size Lightning McQueen. I don't even know if they make that. That'd be pretty cool if they did. But, uh, but it's, it's one of those things of I, I can't go and, and buy every single toy in the store or everything that my children might go and point at and say, I want that. Or I, I can't go and buy every single scarf that, that has ever been made like my wife would want. I, I don't have the physical means to do that. But, but God 
one thing you need to realize about him is that it's according to his riches. You know, there's nothing God can't do. That doesn't mean that he's going to go and give you everything you want because that's not what's best for you. To go and every time you walk by uh, through a store aisle to go and to say, I want every single thing. No, there's times you're going to need to learn self-control. Sometimes you're going to need to learn hard work. Sometimes you're going to need to learn contentment, things like that. It wouldn't be good for even my child to go and to do that, even if I did have unlimited riches, to go and to buy them everything because then they'd become a spoiled brat. So I'm not coming out here and saying that that God is just going to give you everything you ever wanted. No, 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 no. That there's there's uh, within reason here. It's within the will of God. We have to align our will with the will of God. But you do need to understand something. God doesn't run out of riches. He doesn't have a limit on his provisions. So if God gives you a desire in your heart, and it's aligned, of course, because he gave it to you with his will. Oh, my goodness. Did you know that there is nothing that is too big for God? There's nothing that is too expensive for God. There's nothing that God cannot do. There's nothing that God cannot supply because it's according to not your riches and not even the imagination of your riches, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, it's through Christ Jesus that we have access into the supply of of God, because He purchased our redemption and brought us into the family of God through the purchase that was made upon the cross. We now have access into the family of God to the table of the King of Kings. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Now, why would the Apostle Paul you know, leave off with this truth. Out of all the things that he's going and saying here, why would he leave off with this truth? Well, he just gets done talking about being content. He just gets done talking about how you should go and invest in ministries for your account to grow, your spiritual account and your physical account, but so that you can be blessed. You know, after hearing that message, sometimes people get excited and then they might give, but then they stop and they go, Oof, I looked at my budget. Maybe that wasn't a good idea. You know, it's been said you can't outgive God. And it's true. You can't outgive God. And th- there's two meanings to that. One is that. When you're giving, when you're giving, you you can't go and give so much to God that that God then can't turn around and take care of you. You can't outgive God's supply. But the second thing is, is that you can't outgive God in the sense of when you give something to God, He blesses you greater. When you give something to God, He blesses you greater. He doesn't go and and say, oh, let, let me see what cheap bargain price I can, I can give uh, back to them because they gave me something so precious. They gave me their life. What's the least I can give? No, God's not cheap. God's not cheap. 
He didn't think you were. He paid with a price for you with the blood of his own son. And, and, and he's not cheap. God's going to give greater to you. It's the reality of it that when we go and we bless God, he blesses us even greater. Why? It's because he shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8 and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that. Boy-